wanna think about nothing Just watching you dancing Feel like the beginning of something And in the end, in the end All I wanna do is just fall in I don't wanna think about Good morning. Welcome to Bethany Lutheran here in Warren, Oregon on this Palm Sunday. Our gospel text today comes from John chapter 12, verses 12 through 19, which read, The next day, the great crowd that had come to the festival heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel! Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, as it is written, do not be afraid, daughter of Zion. Look, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written of him and had been done to him. So the crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to testify. It was also because they heard that he had performed this sign that the crowd went to meet him. The Pharisees then said to one another, You see, you can do nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The first Palm Sunday was a day of juxtapositions. A juxtaposition is two things placed close together for a contrasting effect. Imagine a man walking a well-groomed poodle with a pink leash in his left hand and an angry Rottweiler in a spike collar on a leather strap held in his right hand. Or President Kennedy's famous, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Yes, the first Palm Sunday was a day of juxtapositions. Jesus arrived in Jerusalem to ride through the city on his way to claim his glory. That glory, the greatest glory ever achieved, the glory of God Almighty, will be claimed through mockery, humiliation, suffering beyond belief, and a criminal's death. The crowds following Jesus on his way to Jerusalem have been growing. They follow him seeking more miracles, free bread, beyond belief healings, what they find is a meek man who refuses to do anything. He won't even defend himself against false accusations and brutality. Jesus says he's coming to establish his kingdom, but he knowingly walks into a death trap. A king is carried into a city or rides in on a white steed accompanied by armed soldiers. A warrior king rides into the city in a chariot or astride a war horse. Jesus rides into Jerusalem on a peasant's donkey. 
a sign of nonviolence and no resistance. The people wanted a warrior on a war horse, and instead they got a carpenter on a jackass. God becomes like us in Jesus so that we may become like God. Martin Luther described the cross as the divine exchange where Jesus takes our life and lot that we may enjoy his righteousness and victory. The chief priests and Pharisees had given orders that anyone who knew where Jesus was should let them know so they might arrest and execute him. The thing is, Everyone knew where Jesus is because he's the hottest ticket in town. On Sunday, the crowds cry, Hosanna, which means save us. Later that same week, the same crowds cry, crucify him. On Palm Sunday, Jesus is lauded as King of Israel. On Friday, Jesus is labeled King of the Jews. Now, the difference is this. At the time of Jesus, the people we call Jews referred to themselves as the people of Israel. And the palm had become a symbol of Israeli identity. So by spreading the palm branches in front of Jesus, the people acknowledged him as their king. On the other hand, the word Jew comes from Judean, the people of Judea. The chief priests, scribes, and Pharisees came from Judea. Jesus came from Galilee. The Judeans hated the Galileans. The Roman occupiers, like Pontius Pilate, ignored regional differences and referred to the whole population as Judeans. So Pilate, representing and labeling Jesus a peasant Galilean, as king of the Judeans, was outrageous to the local population. Crucify him. But that was then. What about now? We too lay our expectations on Jesus. We are happy to wave palms and sing his praises as long as Jesus is the kind of king we want. But if he is not the kind of king we want, then what? Do we stop waving our palms? Do we grow silent? Or do we wave and cheer even louder in an attempt to convince Jesus to be our kind of king? Jesus will not compromise to meet our expectations. Jesus will have no part of being our kind of king because Jesus is committed to being God's kind of king. And that is good news for our sake. On our part, can we release our expectations of the kind of king Jesus should be and accept the kind of king that he is? When we do, we are free to enter with joy into the whole of Holy Week into the plan by which God has given us abundant eternal life. As a church, it is easy to be envious of a large church with lots of money to hire great musicians and to finance big programs and mission trips 
and a paid youth director. Do you still sing praises and wave palms if you are part of an aging church with a leaky roof and unable to afford a full-time pastor? Can you be joyful as those around your church write you off because you struggle to keep the doors open? Where is the fanfare? Shouldn't his work be more obvious? Shouldn't his blessings be more obvious? Remember, Jesus chose to come among his people in humble ways. He works without fanfare. As we gather for Holy Week, let us experience the wonder of Jesus in all its humility. In the reader who stumbles over a name, in the accompanist who misses a note, in the preacher who loses her place in the litany, in the parishioner who always shows up late and maybe nods off, and still we sing, we rejoice, we praise, and we see Jesus in our midst, bringing salvation, working quietly, faithfully, without fanfare. The King of Kings, the Savior of the world, is here today in the quiet, in the modest worship, in the words that are spoken, in the bread that is broken. Indeed, God is here today, and that is sufficient for you and me. Amen.